welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Well, welcome to the Leadership Podcast. We are really, really glad to be back with you. There is so much leadership content out there, we realize, but many of you from Southbrook in particular like hearing what I'm thinking about when it comes to leadership. As many of you know, I am engaged with a movement to try to reach kids who are dealing with mental health challenges, and that's called the Player's Box. And that has taken me down a leadership path in dealing with personal adversity and challenge. And uh, that's where we're going to start today. We're going to start with something that one of my dear mentors and treasured friends, Dr. Gary Sweeten, has produced. And I want you to look at your self-leadership through this lens. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to preview the whole series And this is an APART series, A-P-A-R-T. I love this acrostic because when we're not leading ourselves well, we feel like we're coming apart. And leadership requires the necessary regular reintegration of myself. As I'm recording this, it is on a Monday. And when I am on on a Monday where I've expended a lot over the weekend, I feel like I'm coming apart and I have to reintegrate myself. You may call that healing. You may call that recovering, but leadership is preparation, execution, and recovery. You're, you're always prepping for a storm in a storm or coming out of one that you have to recover from. And Gary has this acrostic APART that I'm going to walk us through in coming episodes of the Leadership Podcast, and let me go over it quickly today. The first A stands for adversity. This is anything that I dislike, that I find painful, and there are many things we don't like. So adversity is a chronic, pervasive, lifelong reality. There will never be a time in this life when you are not facing adversity. Adversity happens, and you can choose to think about it in ways that cause you inner misery and outer misery or inner peace and outer peace. Now, a pessimistic person handles adversity with a downward spiral of Zig Ziglar used to say, we all need to check up from the neck up to eliminate stinking thinking. And so we can go down this path of pessimism and it really includes four decisions. One is perfection. There must be something wrong with me because my life isn't personal, uh, perfect. The second one is we see our adversity through personal flaws. Every adversity I face is the result of my personal inadequacy. It's my fault. I am the problem all the time. And so I doubt, am I really a believer? Am I doubt, am I really capable for this task? The third P is pervasive. We assume that our personal flaws are everywhere. They impact every part of our life. And so therefore, this is happening to me. This means even though it happened in business, I'm probably not adequate as a parent, as a a spouse. 
and every part of my life is marked by failure. The fourth P is permanent. This pessimistic belief says that I'm not going to be able to change. This is a permanent reality, and it means a learned hopelessness will happen. I am predestined for misery. And it's amazing how this takes place in subtle ways in our language of, you know, my mom had depression, my sister has depression, so I will be depressed all my life. And that is a permanently pessimistic perspective. And so in this modality, adversity that is then seen through the lens of pessimism, it results in then the the uh, the next A stands for anxiety. I start spinning in the anxiety of inadequacy. I start spinning in the the reality of imperfection, and I stay in that as a definition of who I am. And this almost always this anxiety leads to aggravation, which leads to anger. That's a downward cycle of anguish. And so A stands, first of all, for adversity. P is pessimism. I look at things pessimistically. The next A is anxiety, which leads to anger and anguish. And then this is a critical one. The R in a part stands for rumination. Rumination, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, is the opposite of meditation. Rumination is self-talk. It is where we spin. We spin. So I'll give you an example for me. So a lot of times, as I've said, we actually have, a, have an event we do on Mondays called Weekend Hangover. And the reason we chose to do it on Mondays and call it Weekend Hangover is because I'm not at my best on Mondays. And so on Mondays from 12 to about 1235, we unpack the weekend and preview the next weekend. We reprise some things from the weekend. We respond to questions. We rehearse what we need to do to live this out. But when I did this week's, I was... I was not in a good place. I was discouraged. I've had some conversations that were challenging. I, yesterday, because of COVID, as you know, our, probably our church has taken a huge hit in numbers of people engaged in financial bottom lines and just the division that comes with COVID and the politics of it. And then yesterday we had a snow. And as I'm recording this, and there's an old adage in church, people only need one reason not to go to church. Don't give them two. Well, yesterday they had two big ones. And so I came away from yesterday. Is the juice really worth the squeeze? Is it really worth the squeeze? Is it really worth the preparation that goes into it? And I'm speaking to an empty building And I begin to ruminate. Well, this means, oh my gosh, you're so terrible because you're still caught up in numbers. You're still caught up in a model from the past. You're you're not good enough. And I can just chew on this. I woke up at two o'clock this morning and I was ruminating. And ruminating is the opposite of what I started to do at two o'clock this morning. And that is meditating. Ruminating is about the results of my own life meditating is turning my focus on God, turning my focus on Christ. There's a verse in Psalm 13 that says, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts 
and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? When I ruminate, I, I am trapped in my own neighborhood of thinking, and that's a dangerous neighborhood to be alone. When I meditate, I begin, for me, I start with Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in one. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. I begin meditating on that, or I'll meditate on the Lord's prayer. Uh, Our Father who fills the space around us, your name must be set apart. And that gets me out of that rumination loop because if you stay in rumination, The last one is the T of traumatizing self, trauma. No one can damage the heart and soul of you more than you. And there's a lot of talk in our culture in this era about trauma and abuse from perpetrators. And I agree that we have a need to stop all bullying, all abuse, violence against others, but we can traumatize ourselves just as deeply by ruminating on the negative issues and adverse events within our lives. The criticism of other people will not hurt us as much as our own rumination of that criticism. And so this series is going to be about You think you're trapped in your adverse circumstances? No, what you need to get out of is your pessimistic thinking. That's what I need to do, and I have to do it all the time. I have to do it on Sunday afternoons. I have to do it on Monday mornings, and so do you. The way to joy and peace is when I face adversity, peace stands for positivity, and A stands for asking, and we move into recovery And we move into truth that sets us free. Until next time on the Leadership Podcast, chew on a part. And if you can embed these truths into your life as tools, you'll be less likely to come apart. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.